Okay, welcome to another edition of the Edlow Podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, it's just me again. This is number four. I like doing these. Uh, this has become a monthly ritual uh, at the end of the month. Um, this is actually going to be a pretty good, when this one drops, I'm, I'm pretty excited. This is going to be a pretty special week of podcasts for me. Uh, because I'm doing this one a little bit earlier. It will not be my last episode of the month because I will hit 75 episodes um, this uh, this month. And uh, my 75th episode will be my daughter, Piper. And she's just so excited to come on. That's a little bit of sarcasm. She's, she's excited, but she's nervous, uh, you know. So, and she just... Sometimes she just needs a little bit of uh, warming up and loving encouragement. So, but she's excited. Uh, I told her that we'll, some of the topics that we talk about, and if anybody has questions for Piper, please send them my way. It it's it definitely helps the kids uh, when they know that they've got questions from listeners. And so, but then after that, uh, I will be doing my one year anniversary episode, and I have an exciting. If everything works out, you know, I learned as a wrestling promoter, uh, don't get your hopes up until, until it happens. And so I have it booked. I have it scheduled. I haven't recorded it yet, but it's coming in the next couple of days. And if it happens, it will be a really special episode for me and for me who is a wrestling fan. Um, I think uh, this will be the biggest, I would say this is probably the biggest wrestling uh, related podcasts I, I will have done. Um, and as far as one year, you know, the fact that I've been able to do 75 episodes, I did not imagine that I would be doing it that much or that I would like it that much when I came up with the idea. Um, I thought it would be just a pet project. I like talking to people. I'd be interviewing friends. And I've been very surprised at the um, quickness upon which this is kind of taken off and uh, the amount of guests that I have been able to, to uh, convince to come on. Um, and so, yeah, it, the first year culmination with this podcast just means a lot to me. I've appreciated all the support from all of my friends and everybody who's become friends because of the podcast. Um, and I'm still having fun doing it. I've actually developed quite a passion for it. So I've got a lot of fun ideas and things coming up for year two. Um, ideas for features um, that I think are going to come up. I figured since now that it's been a year, um, I will be trying to add some things um, to it to kind of make it a little bit nicer now that I've actually got quite a bit of subscribers and followers and downloads. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'll be... Um, yeah, I'm just really excited uh, about everything that's coming up, and so um, yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been quite a pleasure, and I'm grateful for everyone who's been on this journey with me uh, as I've gone through it. And so now I start off this just me, um, this just me stuff with uh, questions that I get anonymously. If you ever wanted to submit a question anonymously. Um, you could, I usually 
when I'm about to record one of these, I post it on Instagram, Facebook, so you can follow the Edlow podcast on both of those. Um, and so you can certainly give me a follow and, and send a question in yourself. These are all fun little questions. And then I have actually a couple of kind of what I would call listener mail um, things that I'll address as well. But let's just get started. The first one, first question I had is, are you close with your parents? Yes, I am. I am very close with my parents. Um, I love them both very much. I know I talk about them a lot on here. Um, but yeah, no, I, my extended family has always been pretty close. And I chalked that up to really my mother who we, my, I have a, a brother and two sisters and we are very wide ranging in ages. My brother is five years younger than me. My next youngest uh, is 10 years younger than me, my sister. And then my youngest sister is 21 years younger than me. And we often joke that uh, mom is the glue, her and her, her affinity for the holidays and her ability to guilt trip us all into making sure we all come to everything from Christmas to Thanksgiving's to Boxing Day, Arbor Day. Uh, that's what keeps us close. And we, we joke that when she passes away, none of us are ever going to talk again. But uh, but anyway, yes, I am very much close to my parents and uh, uh, talk to them, if not daily, multiple times a week so um next question did you watch game of thrones no i've never watched a single episode of game of thrones i've heard good things i've also heard there's a lot of there's a lot of like weird stuff in there there's a lot of incest not into that by a long shot uh, a lot of rape not into that so um i i there you know the violence I've heard of, and that's, you know, that's something that uh, you know I can I can get behind a little violence, but no, I've I've kind of missed it for that. Um, but I've heard good things about it. I just at this point I just don't see any point in, in in engaging in it. And I also heard that the ending was like terrible. So uh, I did that with Lost. I don't know how many of you guys ever watched the episode or the the series Lost. I was way into Lost. And then I felt like the ending was quite lackluster and felt almost gypped and sad that I watched the entire series. So I don't need another one of those. Uh, okay, next. Uh, do you have any cute friends for me? LMAO. Um, all of my, assuming that you are, um, are talking about male friends, all of my male friends are either ugly or married or both. So I can't think of anybody. Oh, no, I... You know, I have a buddy, Tim. He's single. Uh, you know, beauty is in the, in the eye of the beholder on that one. So you can always hit him up. And you know what? I, actually, Michael Gregson, another good one. So shout out to Mike and Tim, old mission buddies. Uh, you know, hit them up. Hit them up on Instagram. Hit them up on Facebook. Uh, they're there. So there you go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Shoot me, shoot me a message. I'll introduce you. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Any pets? Yes, I have. I have a dog, Buddy. He is the bane of my existence. Um, I purchased him uh, on Christmas in 2017 because I just saw all those videos of of little kids opening up a dog on Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, this would be really great." Not anticipating that 
that also meant about 10 years of pain and heartache and not being able to go anywhere without figuring out what someone's going to do with my dog. Um, so, but the kids love him. I can't get rid of him now. He's here. And that's that. So yes, there is the pet. The last pet I will ever purchase for my children. And they know that. How many stuffed animals do you own? Like infinity. My kids have, uh, my, my girls have a bunch of them. My daughter Lexi's really into stitch. So she's got a bunch of stitch stitch. Uh, and, and she's also into uh, what are they? Um, sloths. She's into sloths too. She's got a bunch of stuff, sloths and stitches and all sorts of things. So I don't know. It's, I have so many, I have so many toys and things that never get touched. It, it really does drive me nuts. Uh, anyway yeah so there we go that's there there's that favorite food you know i am no respecter of i i eat it all i like it all um i'm i would probably say mexican food if i had to choose mexican food i've gotten into sushi over the last few years which has been which has been pretty good um but uh uh yeah definitely i i would say a a good taco, a good fajita, you know, good chili verde, probably my favorite. And of course, pizza, always love a good pizza. Uh, shout out to Mark and Monica's and Carmichael, which is the, which is the one I love the most. So uh, where are you from? I am born and raised in Sacramento. Uh, I spent some time in Modesto. Um, so uh, probably from like first grade to fifth grade. And had some friends out there, but for the most part, I've lived in Sacramento my whole life. And then, uh, and then I served the two years uh, on my mission uh, in Indiana. So those are the places that um, those are the places that I have lived. The weirdest place you've ever gone to the bathroom? I don't know what you're doing. Uh, I don't have many weird places I've gone to the bathroom. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I've, I've gone to the, I've peed outdoors, you know, my share of times, I guess. I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I don't think I have like a definitive, definitive story of the weirdest place that I've ever gone to the bathroom. Maybe I'll come back to that one if something comes to mind. But uh, anyhow, last thing you ate. Oh, that's, that's is embarrassing. Uh, I just ate some uh, crackers and uh, spray can easy cheese. Um, uh, and I don't care what you say. I, I know it's not real cheese, but you know what? That's spray can cheese, in fact. So as part of my, when I set my estate plan up, uh, I, there was a place that was left for me to put my funeral arrangement down. And let me tell you, I, I'm very, I'm very proud of what I put together for my funeral, but uh, I won't share all the details here, but let me tell you, it'll be a party for sure. Uh, um, <clears throat> you know, unfortunately, and I looked at it, I looked into it, uh, Viking funerals are illegal. So that won't be uh, a part. Um, I put, I put it in there. If we could figure out a way to have that happen, that is what I want my kids to do. If I could just have them send me off somewhere into the water while they're shooting flaming arrows at me that would be fantastic uh otherwise i got a bunch of other stuff but 
one of the things I specifically said needs to be in the uh, in the luncheon food is spray can easy cheese with salami and crackers. So you're welcome. Reese's eggs are there too. So you're welcome, people who attend my funeral. Uh, you know, there you go. Now, next, uh, let's see your celebrity crush. Okay, so if we're talking about currently, I have to go with Gal Gadot. Um, I, I just love Wonder Woman and I just think Israeli military um, and she's gorgeous and she's just seems super impre impressive and has really great values. So that would be kind of like my go-to. However, as a kid, I had a crush. Uh, well, it depends on what time, uh, time frame, but in my younger years, I had a crush on Whitney Houston and then I had a crush on, for a while, I had a strange crush on Atlantis Morissette. Um, I don't, I don't know. Looking back, I'm not quite sure why. Um, and then I was into Jamie Presley for a while. If you know her, she was the, she was the, uh, she was the wife, the ex-wife of Earl on My Name is Earl. Um, that's the most famous thing she's been in. So but anyway, those are my celebrity crushes that I can think of off, uh, off the bat. Uh, is everything okay? I'm worried about you. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, things, things are always in flux. You know, there's always, I'm sure everybody can relate for some reason. Uh, not everything always is going well at the same time, but there's always things that are going on in my life that are going really really well and then there are always some things that aren't and um you know i don't i don't always share those things with everybody i keep those private for purposes of just you know i don't need everything that goes on i share quite a bit but i don't need everything that goes on in our lives to be out in the in the virtual world in the internet i don't need to send all those vibes out there but yeah you know Things are waxing and waning. And I think I can see a light to the end of the tunnels of some of the things that you know have been struggles for the last few years. And I'm grateful for that. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, it can be tough. Life is full of of twists and turns, ups and downs, and it's just it just seems like it'll never end. But the trick is is to just be grateful for the ride and find the things that make you happy. Um, now as there's things that make me happy here's a good question uh, Reese's eggs or Cadbury eggs I think anybody who knows me would know the answer to this one and it's Reese's eggs every day and, seven, and twice on Sunday uh, Cadbury eggs uh, you know I, they're okay but I just they're too rich but the Reese's egg mm, I gotta tell you though okay this is an exclusive this is a, this is a big one Hold on, hold on to your seats here. I gotta say, I think slowly over time it is possible that the Reese's fast break might be taking over as Josh's favorite candy. Now, I know I've done the big push and I've been on Reese's case for years about changing the official shape from cup to egg, and really it does make sense, right? I mean, if you're being honest here. Who likes those ridges? Okay. It just results in part of the chocolate leaving on being left on that stupid 
paper thing around it okay and if you if it melts good luck even trying to salvage a melted reese's egg that's been in the car too long in the summer you know what i mean like you, you even throwing it into the throwing it into the freezer isn't going to save that sucker but a reese's egg it is the perfect shape it is the perfect chocolate to peanut butter ratio definitely uh amazing there you can eat a thousand of them and not feel sick at least that's me and uh they are absolutely fantastic and and now there's now let me just say there are people out there right now who are saying something silly like well what about reese's pumpkins what about reese's trees no 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 no. those are just egg derivatives okay the egg came first all that other stuff is just they're like oh how do we recreate the egg to make it seasonal no just make the egg full time okay now that being said, like I said, I am still amazed at how sometimes hard it is to find a Reese's Fast Break. A king-size Reese's Fast Break is a delicacy, and uh, I encourage anybody who hasn't had one to try one because it will blow your mind. So there was that. Okay, next. How was Metallica? It was fantastic. That weekend, so for those who, who don't you know, follow my musings on on uh on social media i took my two sons um to uh la for metallica's two shows uh, at sofi stadium uh, that supports their new lux eterna uh, album and pantera played with them uh what was the uh, mammoth wolfgang van halen's band uh some other band that i ice nine kills or something like that and then uh five finger death punch played with them as well it was a fantastic time it was just so cool and then oh and then i i surprised the boys by getting them tickets to disneyland so we went uh for the whole weekend we there were two the two shows and then we went to disneyland in between and we ran around like crazy i had bad i had bad blisters on my feet from just walking all day I mean, I ran, we, I ran those kids into the ground. I mean, we got there at 8 a.m. We were there till about 1130 at night. Um, and we were just go, 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 go. And, uh, and man, but, but it was just, there's something, there was something for me that was really just kind of magical about, you know, we get into these, it's really easy on the day to day to get stuck in the monotony. And I had recently been right as I was leaving for that, that concert, uh, I was right in the midst of trial prep. I mean, I thought for sure I was going to a trial on a case that was happening about three weeks before, after that. There'd probably been 40 depots scheduled. Getting ready for that, everyone was stressed out. My secretary, my my law clerk, like everybody was just was just 100 miles an hour. And I decided to take this vacation from Friday to Monday. And um it's really hard, especially when you're really, really busy to just get bogged down in the minutia of the day. But I got to tell you that weekend was exactly what I needed to remind myself that even though things sometimes get hard and busy and stressful, um, I got it pretty good. You know, as I'm sitting there and I look over at my sons and they're both rocking out and singing along to seek and destroy or enter Sandman and, just so excited about something when I was their age 
was just discovering, you know, I was just a couple years older than my youngest son when I discovered Metallica, which is what really got me into music period Metallica and guns and roses and to watch and share that with them. And then also to just be, you know, watching my son's, you know, build lightsabers and, and walking around as fireworks are going off and watching fan uh, phantasmic or whatever it is, go on. Um, it just reminded me that life is, life is pretty good. So I was really grateful. So yes, great concert. Um, let's see. Uh, next one. What is the worst gift you ever received and what did you do about it? Uh, okay. I'm not going to share that story. No, I will, I will share this story from childhood. So uh, now this is nobody's fault. Okay. I just want to point that out. So when I was a kid, this movie came out and anybody who's my age is going to know where I'm going with this. When I was, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but as a kid, there's a movie that came out called The Wizard with Fred Savage. And anybody who had a Nintendo was way into this movie. And we went to the movie. I saw it in the theater. And just like everybody else, there were two things, two things that were like basically a giant Nintendo ad that were coming out soon. And it was Super Mario Brothers 3, which in my mind is the best Mario Brothers ever. Um, and uh, the Power Glove. And as soon as I saw the Power Glove, my favorite game for Nintendo was Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. So I saw the Power Glove and I'm like, I could actually box with the Power Glove. So I was, that was it. And that Christmas, I was that's all I wanted was I wanted the Power Glove. I wanted the Power Glove. I wanted the Power Glove. And I got the power glove and it was not cheap. My parents let me know it was not cheap. And I got that thing and about three minutes into playing with it, I realized what a grave mistake that was. And so, um, yeah, so that was probably that I still to this day is the worst Christmas gift I've ever received. And so there you go. All right. Uh, most prized possession and why? I don't know. My most prized possession? Uh, I'm pretty proud of the theater. I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of the movie theater. I don't know if you call that a possession. Um but that that one is was pretty cool for me because I always dreamed um, of yeah I just always dreamed as a kid I always thought it would be so cool to have my own movie theater and the first thing I did when I moved into the house I'm living in now was I uh, I designed and built a movie theater here. Uh, in my house and by built i mean i designed it and created it and all that i had i had a construction guy come in and do do some of it um and uh there, i get a lot of comments on youtube uh when i do the dad jokes uh, on the shorts or what you, whatever you call them youtube shorts uh they, oh that theater looks awesome show us the theater show us the theater and i've talked to the kids about maybe maybe we'll do a video um 
do a video touring it but i mean like you know this thing it was was so long in the making i mean i actually literally went to blockbuster before i bought this house i mean this was like a year or two before i bought the house i went to blockbuster when it was closing down and i bought their shelves for like 75 bucks i bought all their shelving and uh and i did that because i said at some point i'm going to build a movie theater and i want actual blockbuster shelves and so I have blockbuster shelves in there for all the movies that I have um, and, you know, theater seats and all that stuff. And so I would say if I was going to pick a, a prized possession uh, and it's Rocky themed. So I have all the movie posters in there. I have a bunch of memorabilia, uh, signed memorabilia. You know, I have Rocky shorts signed by Sylvester Stallone and I have uh, the uh, the cape. Uh, not the actual cape, but a, a replica cape, uh, Thunderlips cape signed by Hulk Hogan. And I have uh, Ivan Drago shorts signed by Dolph Lundgren. Um, and so, and uh, I had, uh, I had all my Rocky action figures. I bought all of the Jack specific um, Rocky figures, uh, including all the exclusives. I, I think I'm only missing one or two. And I had those all up in the theater, but there was a point where I thought we were going to be selling this house. And so I took those down to kind of stage and then I just haven't put them back up yet. And if I'm being honest, the, the, it doesn't look so cluttered in there when I, when I don't have them up, but I'm sure they'll go back up there. So, uh, so that's, yeah, I'd say that's my most prized possession. Uh, and, and the why now here's the why the why was because that was something when I was a kid, I've, I'm a big movie buff. And so uh, I've always loved going to the movies and I always just thought like, I mean, I would go to Blockbuster and rent movies all the time. And I always just thought, man, how cool would it be if I just had my own theater? Um, and so for me, when that theater was built and the first time, I think the first movie I I can't remember what first, the first movie I watched. I want to say it might've been Jurassic Park. I can't remember, but having my own movie theater was just kind of like a culmination of, you know, you're, you're getting all, you know, the, the work is the hard work is paying off. So, Oh, here's a podcast question. Who has been your favorite guest so far? I'm going to kind of dodge this one because I don't think I have a favorite guest. Uh, I mean, I've loved interviewing both, uh, Lincoln and Lexi. That was fun. Sean Kanan was one that meant a lot to me because he was the first celebrity who was willing to come on the podcast and he was willing to come on really quickly. And he just appreciated that how big of a Cobra Kai fan I was. And I thought that that was really cool. And I still keep in contact with him. Um, interviewing Tito Santana was really cool just because, um, you know, I remember, I mean, I think every wrestling show I ever went to, like every WWF show as a kid, he was on the show somewhere. And so just really cool. And he's such a good guy, like talking to him. He's such a good guy to talk to. It was just pretty, pretty fun. And then also just interviewing all my friends. Like I've, there's been a lot of guys who've come on here and a lot of ladies who've come on here that have just been my friends. And, and I've just really enjoyed hearing their stories and hearing how they view themselves and, I've learned, uh, I've learned a ton and, oh, and then I have to make a, take, give a shout out to both Patrick Mason and Matthew Harris, who really have helped. 
I've gotten a lot of feedback from people who have told me that their podcasts in particular um, have uh, have been the ones that that have really helped a lot of people. And I'll, and I'll share this story too. You know, this is something about the podcast that I think is, I've, I've shared it before, but it's really important. So I had, and it's probably still to this day, my most downloaded um, podcast. I had a podcast with polyamorous Ruth is what we called her. And uh, polyamorous Ruth was a former member of my church, the LDS church who left the church. And then her and her husband decided to follow a polyamorous relationship. And we talked for almost three hours um, about the reasons why and what the polyamorous lifestyle was like. Um, and, uh, the, the thing that I'll never forget was I think about a week after I posted it because she came on anonymously, we didn't show her face or anything. Um, her sister messaged me and her sister said, Hey, my sister, that's my sister. And I go, I can't tell you who it is. And she said, well, I know that that's my sister. And she was a little, little upset. Um, she didn't feel like Ruth had been as honest with or didn't didn't feel like her perception was accurate when it came to their childhood and the things that she heard about the church. And after a conversation with her, I kind of I said to her, I go, listen, here's what I'll tell you. You know, yeah, the, the you know, I'm sure the polyamorous stuff is rising to you. But I'll tell you that the church stuff that I'm hearing, the stuff of the reasons why they left we, we, this is how they felt. I've heard that a number of times before. And um, perhaps instead of looking at it with a critical eye, if you looked, if you listen to what she has to say with a, with an eye of trying to understand, maybe you'll learn a little bit of something about your sister. And here's what was really interesting. She listened to the rest of the podcast and she, she messaged me again and said, I want to thank you for how you treated her. I did learn something and I've actually um, I've called my sister and I've set up an appointment. We have been estranged for a while and I never really understood why. And I think I know why now, and I'm going to hopefully be able to, to rekindle that relationship. Now I never heard whether that conversation happened or not, but if it did, I would tell you that even if I quit podcasting tomorrow and I never had another episode again, I would say that this podcast was successful. If that, that, uh, conversation happened because the whole purpose of this podcast has always been that hopefully a diverse group of people can come together and listen to people's stories that they otherwise would have no other opportunity to listen to and maybe understand that everybody, everybody, everyone you meet in the grocery store, at church, at a wrestling show, anywhere is having a very real human experience. And um, and so I'm really grateful that I heard about that. And, um, and that's, that's all I really want. So ever cried in a movie? Uh, didn't every man in the world cry at Endgame when Iron Man died? I mean, come on. I can't think that was like the perfect hero's ending. And let me also throw something else out. With all this multiverse stuff, I got to tell you, if Iron Man pops back up somewhere, uh, I am going to be very, very upset because 
that was the perfect hero's death. It doesn't get any better than that. Right? It doesn't get any better than that. So if they bring him back, it, it cheapens that death. I mean, they can bring anybody else they want to back. Anybody. But you got to leave Iron Man where he's at. So. All right. Is there any 80s movie remakes or sequel that you enjoyed? And is there any you'd want to see? Huh. So, I mean, I, the, the only thing that I could think of of something that I like a remake or a sequel that I really, really enjoyed was I've, I love the Cobra Kai series. Um, it's been really, really good. I, but other than that, there's nothing that really stands out as like an 80s remake or an 80s sequel that I'm like, wow, I'm really, really glad they did that. Or I think it's better than the original. I can't think of any. Um, but there's a couple of movies that I've said in the past that if they remade them, I would be really excited about and intrigued. The first one would be, um, I'd like to see a remake with CGI of The NeverEnding Story. I think that that would be really cool. I'm so impressed with what they were able to do with the special effects back in the 80s when they came out with that. But I would really like to see... Um, something with, with updated special effects of that movie. The other one that I think could really be cool if they, I think the rock should do it. And that is the running man. If anyone ever saw Arnold Schwarzenegger's running man, the concept of that movie was so awesome. And I think that they could do that again. Like I said, I think the rock should do it. Um, and I think that'd be a fun one. So there you go. There's that question. Let's see what we got next. When was your first kiss? Ooh, getting personal here. Uh, my first kiss, I want to say I was 13 years old. Yeah, I was in eighth grade. Yep, eighth grade. And yeah, we'll leave it at that. All right, uh, there's, there's a story there, but we'll keep that one. We'll keep that one to ourselves, so... Okay, let's see. What's your favorite book? You know, okay, so I, if you're looking for something that's like fictional, um, I really like John Grisham's book, Grisham books. Surprise, surprise, I'm an attorney, right? So there's that. Um, but I've, uh, and I think my favorite of the books would have to probably be The Chamber. They made a movie of it, but it, it was not very good. Uh, in fact, I'd say it's probably the worst. Is it the worst? It might be the worst, like John Grisham adaption movie of all of them. Um, which is really unfortunate because it was an interesting book. A Time to Kill was also really good, and the movie adaption was good as well. Um, but but other than that, there's a book that I like. Um, I like Can't Hurt Me, which is a great kind of motivational book from David Goggins. Now, for all of you guys out there who are maybe religious, uh, you know, members of the church, um, there is a lot of cussing in the book, a lot of cussing in the book. But um, David Goggins is just his his views on mindset really helped me uh, through a pretty, pretty difficult time and also got me into shape. So. Um, okay, when are you going to invite Alexis Derevko over for breakfast? 
So this is actually funny um, because I did get a message that wasn't like anonymous that someone asked me what happened to the, like, why have you not done breakfast? Cause we haven't done them in a while first. Uh, so I'll answer both those questions at the same time. Uh, I, so we were doing breakfasts uh, last year because we didn't church till one and then uh, church changed this year to 10 AM. So, and you know, my kids a little bit older now. And so, weekend don't necessarily have is a bedtime that's you know eight or nine o'clock anymore and and then you know like austin and piper are going to church dances so um so mornings like early mornings are real tough for everybody um so we started trying to do brunch and that worked for a little while but you know then we like i had after church meetings and everything. And we kind of have, have gotten out of the habit. And it's interesting you bring this up because Lexi just recently asked me, she's like, you know, we haven't done brunches for a while and I kind of miss it. I'd like to do it. So we may be bringing that back, but why do we not invite Alexis to Revco over really at this point? It's actually just because it's funnier that we haven't invited him. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things. And, and by the way, there's, there's a, there's a, there's there's some people ahead of you that uh that they get the invite first but i'm sure we'll have him over one time but as as right now though i've i've told the kids and we all agree it's just kind of funny that he's not invited so there's that um um <laughs> why don't you have the in incomparable alexis derevko again he was so entertaining the first time oh oh derevko I'm sure you'll be, a, he'll be a guest on the podcast again. I got to tell you though, that's the thing that I really love is that um, that's how this podcast started. And that was another question. Someone, someone actually asked me um, like an, an anonymous message, anon, another in anonymous. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Another person messaged me who was not anonymous who asked, Hey, so could you perhaps talk about how you started a podcast? And it was really simple. Um, uh, I just, I, I got the, uh, the StreamYard platform, which you pay a little bit of money a month for that. And Podbean was the one that I went with for hosting my podcast. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, I just got a, a microphone and a head and a headset and a laptop. And started doing them. The StreamYard, uh, I, I got that so that that way I could do them all virtually. So nobody, you know, because I don't have like a set studio or anything like that. And I don't, I didn't want to buy a bunch of cameras for like video recording for YouTube. So I just, um, I just figured virtually would be easier. And it has been. Um, but uh, as far as starting a podcast, you really, there's not a lot you need. I mean, you can just get guests and uh um and start asking questions if you have a theme you can think about a theme i don't have one obviously my theme is human interests and i'm the human and i'm interested so um so yeah that's how it all started and if you have questions about you want to start a podcast i mean i'm not a super expert but i've i've been able to make it pretty successful the one thing i would all i would also tell podcasters out there who are thinking about starting their own and that is, there's a couple of things that are the most important. Number one, consistency. You have to consistently put out content. And then the other thing is understand that it is a lot of work. 
it is a lot of work. It's not just hitting recording and doing interviews. There's a lot that goes into it from creating reels to put on social media, to promoting it, to getting the guests on, to making sure you don't have connectivity issues, which comes up, you know, can come up a lot more than you want. Then editing, if you do editing, I try not to do any editing, but sometimes I have to, um, you know, uh, and then just scheduling, you know, scheduling when you put them on, when you don't, maybe you have one that you don't want to put on. I mean, I've had, I've had a couple of them that I've interviewed that I've gone, this is, this is pretty worthless. You know what I mean? And so, um, so yeah, you know, there's a lot, a lot that goes into it. Um, and it's the growth is incredibly slow. I put, I put every month what the growth has been on the podcast. And I think it, with the exception of a couple of months, I've had growth every month. The issue is, is that, you know, my first, my first month I got on Apple and Spotify. Well, I didn't have a, Apple the first month, but the first month I got 26 downloads. And then the next month I got 80 downloads. So yeah, you know, like I got, what would that be? I mean, 200% or something like that increase, but it's still 86 downloads. So it's like when you say something like, you know, you know, you, you know yeah, I'm, I'm growing 50% a month. Well, sure. Okay. But if you only have, if you have a hundred downloads one month, the next month you have 150. So understand that it is a slow process of getting up there. And, and I've increased significantly, especially, I mean, it, it, the last three or four months has been overwhelming growth. Um, but it is not a slow, it's not a fast process. So, okay. So there's that. And I think, I think I have one more question. Let me see here. Um, oh, but Alexis again. Yeah. Derevko. Yeah. He'll come, he'll be back. He'll be back for sure. I love uh, Alexis. And, and my point was, was my first three podcasts were just three of my really close friends, Jared Joyner, Mike Gregson, and Alexis Derevko. And uh, I really appreciated the conversation I had with the Revco. And now that we've, now that we've gone, you know, now that it's been a year, I'm sure we'll have him back on soon. So awesome. And I think, um, yeah, so uh, I answered the breakfasts and what keeps you up at night? <clears throat> My kids. <laughs> both literally and figuratively uh no my kids uh in fact I, i'll tell a funny story um uh my um my daughter uh went uh she went to a dance not too long ago uh at sunsplash i think it was or something like that and she was so anyway she was there i dropped her off at the dance and uh and so and dropping her off, uh, she was going to get a ride home, um, with a friend. And so she, uh, but she didn't have any money and I didn't have any cash. So I handed her my credit card and, uh, gave her that. And I said, okay, you know, um, do not spend a lot. If you need this, if you want a drink or you want some food or whatever, you can use it. If you want to buy one of your friends, something fine, but please don't go overboard. Please, please, please. I won't dad. And I said, okay, soon as you get home, this card comes back to me. Like you don't get this privileges. I'm giving you a lot of trust Piper. And she's like, I get it. I get it. Okay. Okay. So of course, like I'm waiting for her, uh, to get home. And, uh, and of course I, I fall asleep because I'm old and that's what I do. 
And so I'm asleep, you know, she's supposed to be home at like 11. I, I fall asleep probably like 1040. And then all of a sudden, as I'm like right in the middle of a REM cycle or something, she just goes, she just comes screaming, dad, ah, and she goes, here's your card. It's <laughs> like you little, you little jerk. Uh, so anyway, um, but yeah, I mean my, but more seriously, um, I, my kids just, are they going to be okay? Are they, am I, am I doing the right things by them? Are the choices that I'm making as a parent helping their development, hurting their development? Am I causing them? Am I going to need therapy later? Cause anything I did, you know, um, is there, uh, am I, am I handling these situations that come up? Am I handling their trauma that they deal with from, you know, other sources? Uh, do I, you know, am I, am I, am I being empathetic enough? Uh, am I, am I towing the line between empathy and reminding them that, that, you know, sometimes you just got to pull through even when you're sad. Am I doing that right you know, and, and, um, but it's cool, you know, it's cool when I see like my son who I've been drilling into him hard work. And if you want something, you got to work hard. You know, I got to hand it to him. Like he's got basketball tryouts coming up and that kid's been getting up at f four in the morning, five in the morning and going and, and shooting hoops and running and lifting weights before school. I mean, and when you see that kind of development, which I did not have when I was 16 years old you know, it makes you feel like maybe you're doing something right. So, but that's anyway, that is probably, that's probably the, the thing is, uh, are my kids going to be okay? Cause, uh, and I, and I sometimes wonder if maybe, maybe I'm almost too much. Um, because sometimes I think maybe I, I put so far ahead that it might even be to my own detriment. Um, but, uh, but I don't think so. You know, they're the, they're just, they're great. And I want to make sure that they have it a little bit, a little bit better than I did. So, uh, not that I had it bad. Anyhow, uh, questions. I have a couple of, uh, of things I want to address here next. These are, uh, just kind of longer form. I, I kind of define these as listener mail. Um, Josh, enjoying the podcast. I heard your thoughts on a podcast about personal injury law and car accidents, but perhaps you can share whether you would recommend being, uh, that's a typo. Uh, would you recommend being a lawyer to young people? I have a daughter who is interested in becoming a lawyer. So I'm asking this with her in mind. Well, Yes, I would, uh, you know, I very much enjoy my job as a lawyer. I do. But I also understand it is not for everybody. You have to have a very specific personality. At least, now I, I can't really comment too much about, about different areas of law. There's a lot you can do with a law degree. Um, for what I do as a trial attorney, as a litigator, particularly in the personal injury realm, you got to have a very specific uh, personality to be successful and to do it well. Um, lots of people do it and lots of people do it okay. But to do it well, if you want to thrive, you, you have to be uh, very much 
<clears throat> a risk taker. You have to very much have an A type personality. You have to not be afraid of conflict. You um, and you have to be willing to work really, really hard. Now, there are other types of area, areas of law that are, are very much different. Like, for example, I have a couple of friends in estate planning that doesn't seem to be as um, uh, intense. Uh, I have a couple of friends who work for the state and uh, and it doesn't seem like that's too intense. Um, so, you know, it very much, you know, it very much depends. But I would say, yes, generally, like being a lawyer has very much blessed my life, even in the idea in the thoughts of critical thinking and being able to reason things out and be able to articulate a position in a um, in a very coherent and effective way. Um, I think that there's a there's benefit to that. Um, but that also being said, there are some things about being a lawyer that are really tough. Like, for example, it is a lot of hours. I'm not going to pull any punches. Um, other than dentists, uh, there's no... Uh, lawyers have the second highest rate of depression, alcoholism, drug abuse, suicide rate um, behind dentists. Now, I don't know what's going on with dentists, uh, but, um, you know, so there's there's something to be said about that. Now... Like I said, I very much enjoy what I do. I, I have a good time. I, I don't feel like I'm going to work uh, at all when I'm when I'm at work. I really enjoy it. I love the strategy. I love helping people. I love fighting for my clients. Um, but yeah, it's a grind. And getting through law school is really, really tough. So ultimately, what I the advice I give, I, I have a lot of people who call me when they're, um, you know, for this exact reason, like someone's thinking about going to law school and wanted to pick my brain about whether it was worth it or not. What I would tell you is, is if you're looking for something to make a lot of money, you could, there's lots of things you can do. There's lots of things you could do to make money. Uh, if you are looking, uh, but if you want to specifically uh, be an attorney, if you're passionate about the law, if you're passionate about helping people, if you're passionate about fighting for something, um, then it is for you. And it can be rewarding. So you're always welcome if you, your daughter, uh, if you or your daughter want to um, uh, give me a call or talk to me about it. Uh, I don't know if, if she had a particularly, um, particularly certain type of law in mind, um, but I'm happy to talk to you or her. And, uh, if I, if it's something different than what I do, I have friends in all sorts of different areas of law and I can point her in the right direction. So, uh, good luck with that. All right. Here's the, the next one. <clears throat> so Josh, you recently said, it says, Josh, you recently did a podcast where you said that you have had hardships and difficulties, but you've been able to pull through despite it. I have to tell you, I get really frustrated when I hear that. I currently live in central California. My wife and I both work. We have one car between us. I'd love to go to school, but transportation issues make it difficult. I tried to use grants, but I messed up when I was young when using some grants before and they won't give me anymore. So what am I supposed to do? I'd love to have a great life. I'd love to have lots of money, but I can't get there. And it makes me really frustrated when someone like you, when filming himself telling jokes to his kids while they play games in their private movie theater, 
tells me how I just have to work hard or grind and I'll get there. I've been grinding, but I get nowhere. I guess there's no question here. Just something to think about. I guess I'm just frustrated. Wow. That is interesting. Well, I don't know your whole story, but I will tell you this. You have not been listening to my story. Uh, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> so I get you're frustrated. I get you're having a hard time. I'm going to give you a little bit of tough love here, but uh, you got to stop with this whole like, I'm getting nowhere business. Like, I, I, I don't know your whole story, obviously. And I, I can tell you, you, I don't, I don't really know you very well. Um, you know, like, it's not like we've had, I don't know if we've even had anything other than a, Hey, how you doing conversation, but I can tell you that you're going about this the wrong way. Like, think about this. Now, you just, you, you told me in this message, you told me that you would like to have more money. You would like to have a great life. You would like to have these things. And it sounds like you're mad at me because I have a life that you want, but for some reason have not been able to attain. Don't you think that rather than coming at me, mad at me because I have a life that you don't have, don't you think it would be better to approach me and say, hey, you have something that I would want. How did you get there? What do I have to do differently? Now, I'm not saying that I have all the answers or that I'm going to be able to help you. And I'm not by any means saying that your life isn't hard. I don't know you very well at all. So your life could be really hard. And by the way, I'm not suggesting to you that your life is, that the life you're currently living is harder or less hard, or my life was as hard when I started. But let me tell you, this journey, you know, when you see those pictures, this, and this, this gets at me every time. Okay. When I hear, cause I've heard this a couple of times now on YouTube from people who don't know me from Adam, they just see a, a dad joke and then they comment on, on it. That you're what you're seeing right now from me is the end result, right? And this is what happens when people see this. I think this is the problem that a lot I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people have when they see someone like me who drives a nice car, who lives in a nice house and has a nice life. They look at me and they go, Well, of course, it's easy for him to say he's got money or he's got a great job or he's got this or that. But the, what they don't understand is they didn't see the 20 years before that, that I was grinding, working hard, living in a duplex on the outskirts of Meadowview. They didn't see me when I was living in a one bedroom apartment with, where I couldn't, I didn't have enough money to turn on the air conditioning. And I had a couch with three legs and a stool holding up the other leg. That's where I started. Okay. I built this. I built this for 20, over 20 years of bone crushing blood, sweat, and tears, hard, hard work, working full-time, going to school full-time, driving for hours every single day, leaving my family at home, not seeing my kids. There were weeks during that time, weeks during that time 
where I didn't see my kids because I was getting up and leaving before they were awake and I was coming home while they were still asleep or while they were before, after they had gone to bed weeks, weeks, there were days, evenings where I would go to work from, from get to work at seven 30 in the morning work until 5 45 just long enough to get to school at 6 go to school from 6 p.m to 9 30 come back to work work till 1 a.m go home sleep for a few hours come back and do it again and i did that for for a long time i can remember a day specifically where i had to pull over on the freeway because i didn't think I had the I didn't think I had the ability to drive home without crashing and I pulled over on the side of the freeway and prayed literally prayed like just get me home I don't know how I'm going to do this I don't know how I'm going to do this and I just said I got to do it and I just got home fell asleep woke up went back to work the next day and so yeah I have a lot of wonderful things. I've I've been blessed beyond my measure. Beyond my measure. There is a level of luck to what has happened to me. But make no mistake about it. I earned everything I have. And this whole idea that somehow you can't do it. Oh, well, I have it hard. I had it hard too. Everybody's got it hard in different ways. It doesn't matter if you're white, you're black, you're gay, you're straight, you're trans, your sexual orientation, your religion, where you started. I get it. Everybody's starting in a different place. But you know what? Everybody's got the ability. Now, you want to have a real conversation? You can You can call me anytime and we'll work through it together. But don't sit there and get mad at me because your life is hard. Okay? I earned what I have. And you may not like to hear that. Okay, you may not like to hear that, but it's true, and you can too. And if you don't believe me, why don't you go ask Anthony Rivera, the guy who slept on his friend's floor, all he had was a chair, walked to the Las Vegas Strip, and gave people lap dances on the strip for 40 bucks a pop until he had enough money for his own place. Why don't you talk to him about hard work and how hard it is? Why don't you talk about talk to talk to, to Johnny Butabi? Who got his? Who got four of his fingers cut off in the middle of his prime and playing baseball, and has had a great life? Why don't you go and talk? You think you have it hard? Why don't you talk to Randy Hochterfer, who's who just had a seizure this last weekend at Hoods, got got his license taken away, and is still having a positive attitude, and still messaging me when I'm checking up on him, telling me, "Hey, it's just a temporary setback. I'm going to figure it out. It sucks. It does. I don't know what I'm going to do." But everyone's good to me, and I'm just grateful for all my fam, my family, and my wrestling family, and I'm going to get it done. What about all those people, huh? You know, you're not the only one out there that's got it tough. So, so maybe, maybe instead of being upset at me and being mad because I'm telling you you can do it, maybe you should stop thinking about all the reasons why you can't and start thinking about the few reasons that you can't, because you can do it. You have one car. I have I've been that life. I've been that life where there's one car between two people. I was there. We worked it out. We figured it out. And if you have the determination, you can. 
And if you want, and I'm, and I'm the open invitation, I'm not mad at you. I'm a little frustrated. I sound a little frustrated. I know I get a little intense, but I'm telling you, if you, you're welcome to call me and we can work through it together because I bet if you really think about it, there's a way there's online courses. There's tons of online courses. Now there's all sorts of different things you can do. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really know what else to tell you other than to tell you that uh, you may not like to hear that, that the success comes from working hard and grinding, but that is the truth. I'm, I'm no, I'm, I, I'm going to be a little, I'm going to try to be a little vulnerable here and, and tell you something. Uh, I'm nothing special. I have no special skills. I've, uh, I've had IQ taken. It's, it's not a, not, you know, high up there. I was never a great student. I was never picked first for anything, anything, but I made a great life and have overachieved using skills that literally Everybody can possess hard work, dedication, determination. That's it. And sometimes it's those moments when nobody's watching and nobody believes and you're the only one there. And everyone would understand and pat you on the back and say, we get it. We would have quit. Those moments when you could quit and everybody would get it but you don't do it. You keep going. Those are the moments that can make up the difference between success and failure. So you got it tough. You got it hard. Life is kicking you when you're down, dig deep and move forward. I believe in you. And I hope you understand coming from a place of love, whoever's listening and you're butt hurt, you're mad upset. Cause I'm saying, Oh, all you got to do is work hard and you'll get there. And you're like, I can't do it. This comes from a place of love. I believe you can, even if you don't. So that's it. That's the last question of the, of the month. Thanks to everybody who has. Sorry if I got a little intense. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Really appreciate everyone who's followed. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um, really excited to have Piper on here and, uh, um, you know, you can always send me a message. I try to be as responsive as possible. It doesn't always happen because I get busy, but, um, I appreciate everyone who's messages and, uh, asked questions and, uh, you know, cheers to a wonderful year of podcasts and year two is going to be even better. So thanks friends. We'll see you next time.